What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter-in-arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Doing well, my friend. How are you, brother? I am doing good. Is it starting to get cool off up there in Canada? Yeah, yes, it absolutely is. I mean, fall is coming. Uh, I I stepped outside this morning actually, and it was it was pretty pretty chilly. There was a good chill in the air. Of course, you know me, man. I love it. I love the colder weather, but summer summer does not last for long in Canada. No, it's amazing how short it. I was looking at the weather app yesterday and uh, looking at uh, Oshawa, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's already like it's already going to be like in the high 40s, like in some some nights this week." And so I'm honestly yeah, kind of glad yeah, that man. summer lasts a little bit longer here. So yeah, we had like absolutely. had like 97 yesterday. It was crazy. It's actually kind of wow. kind of toasty. That is, that's warm, dude. But it's going to be like 70s and low 80s, I think, from here on out. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, man. Well, we got some, we got some exciting, uh, so we got some exciting news coming up. I mean, like our uh, fellowship, the Fellowships Network is getting ready to launch their fourth church this mm-hmm. weekend. That's right. Um, you guys are launching there in D.C. That's on, right. on Sunday. That's, that's pretty right. exciting, man. So, yeah, actually, and when this episode comes out, Technically, it'll have been eight days since those things happened because yeah. we're recording because <laughs> we record two episodes at once, and so that's old, right. We'll have to come news. back and get. You know, it'd be old a good news. episode. We know it'd be a good episode is to give our give our listeners just like a rundown, like how the first how the first uh, how'd your first uh, you know service, service go, go and, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. We should definitely, uh, maybe we'll do that for episode five, because this is episode four of season three uh, of yeah. In the Trenches, and we want to give a shout out to our listeners who uh, stuck it out with us through the break in the summer. Hopefully you're kind of getting back into your In the Trenches routine and listening every week like a good In the Trenches listener should. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely exciting times. Um, it's busy. Seems like there's like busy times, never though. ending, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's good. Um, well, what are we, uh, what are we talking about today, Matt? We're talking about how to structure your weekly schedule mm-hmm. so you don't burn out, man. That is like every church planner's ears just now perked up. Right. I mean, like, you know, the, you, you always think, I remember when we first moved here, I was like, <laughs> I was talking to some brothers yesterday and I, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about how you got to be careful when you first church planning, especially if you parachute in and you don't have a core team and stuff like that. When you start to meet people, you get those people who will time suck you to death. You know what I mean? Like they just are like, they spit, they just, they want to meet to talk about their past. They want to meet to talk about their issues. They want to meet to talk about the weather. And in the beginning you're like, yeah, cool. I don't have anything else to do with my yeah, life. Yeah. You know? And, um, and, and then as time goes on, you realize, wow, this, this guy or this gal, they're not really, interested in christ or discipleship they mm-hmm. just want to they need a friend or whatever but um you know in the beginning you don't have any time but so you you can't you can't see what it would what it's going to be like when that changes but then when it does start to change and the church gets up off the ground and god brings people and you got to develop teams and you're multiplying and all that kind of stuff then your schedule gets bananas and if you don't get a hold of it uh, on the front end it will definitely control you if you don't control it yeah it definitely can it's um 
it's interesting how like your schedule problems change like as you're you know like in the different seasons of church planting yeah um like i remember when i first came up to canada like i remember i think um you and I like sat down and I had a conversation with you one time because I was so bored and I, I didn't like, I wanted more responsibility and I wanted more things to do. And I remember like sitting down with you and expressing my frustration about that. And, um, and now, you know, at this stage in my life, I'm like, please, please, I'll do anything. Just take some of this away. And it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I said, go tell more people about Jesus and you yeah. won't be so bored. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, man? It's like, it's so true, man. You know, when you first start, you're like, what do I do with my time? Hey, listen, I remember one time I was, I don't want to get us off task, but I remember one time I was fundraising in Memphis and I went to a pastor and he's, and uh, I told him about our plan. You know, we're going to start a church. It starts church and all that stuff. And he said, well, what are you going to do with your time? And I said, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to knock on doors. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to make disciples. He's like, yeah, but man, how long is that going to take? <laughs> and I, I said, well, I, I, I don't know. And, and he said, uh, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> Typical shepherd, high shepherd scale. You know, he, he looks at me and says, well, I, guess you could plan out your sermon series. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think this guy's going to partner with us. Yeah. And he didn't end up partnering with us. So, yeah. but anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's only so much time you can spend planning out your sermon series. So there's always so much time. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, um, yes. Yeah, so structuring your weekly schedule, uh, so that you don't burn out, it can be especially tough, uh, when you're starting out or when you're in the midst of a significant transition. Uh, yeah. like, so right now, uh, uh, I just moved to Washington DC. So we've been in the midst of transition. And so this is something that's actually like, like right now I'm still trying to, to find a routine, uh, to figure yeah. out what my rhythms are going to look like, what my schedule is going to look like. And just with the nature of what I'm of like this new, um, a place that God's put me, uh, in this new season of life, like my responsibilities have like, I feel like tripled almost. And so I'm now all of a sudden I'm like trying to figure out how to, what do I do with this? You know? And so I'm kind of one of the seasons where I'm like, okay, this is new territory for me. And I've got to figure out like how to function without losing my mind, uh, you know, in the midst of, uh, you know, these things. So I figured, and I think this is something like just, uh, not just for church planners, this is for anybody in ministry, uh, that this is a constant conversation, a constant topic, uh, that I think is so important. So, uh, Matt, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that planters or pastors face when it comes to their schedule? I think they're different, man, because like having been in the established church for so long and then, you know, we moved here, we just hit our seven year mark back in July. And I mean, like it's, it's different because when you're in like the traditional pastorate, I mean, there's, there's certain expectations on you, you know, you on, on Thursdays I did, you know, uh, nursing home visits or on, on whatever, you know, emergencies come up, you know, hospital visits and all those kinds of things. And so there's a little bit, it's a little bit easier to get into a routine. Um, Monday was my admin day, um, you know, and, 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 um, the rest of the, I mean, I had a set pretty easy set. set. When we got into planting, man, it's like, there's nobody telling you, like, <laughs> you don't have any church members, you know, you don't have any needs. And I think one of the difficult things can just be 
what do I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, honestly, like, I mean, I'm here now. God called me here. God told us to come here. We're here. What do I do? Like, and most of us don't have an office building. We don't have office hours. And so you have to be, I know we'll talk more about this, but you have to be extremely disciplined in particularly in the early days of your church plant or it, it'll get away from you pretty quickly. And, and I'll never forget. I mean, my grandmother used to always say all our listeners have heard it, you know, um, idle hands is the devil's busy, devil's, uh, workshop, handy work, workshop, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, when you're bored and when you're not on mission, Satan will use that. So yep, anyways, he will. Yeah, I, I think that there's specifically for church planters, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, just things that come with the nature of the job that automatically um, can make your scheduling more challenging. You mentioned not having office, uh, you know, office hours or office space to go to. Um I think that because of that, it's different. You know, one of the challenges it can present is that it's very difficult to maintain a ministry and life balance, life and ministry balance, where, you know, the lines are blurred between, you know, when are my office hours and when am I focused on my family? One of yeah. those common things that I, I see is uh, guys overwork. Uh, and especially people who are yeah. church planners who are apostolically wired and they're entrepreneurial, uh, they also tend to be hard workers and they tend to be yeah. very driven and focused on what God has called them to do. And so it's very easy for guys like that to just put in a 90 hour work week without even realizing it. Um, it can happen really quickly. Um, so absolutely. You know, know, I mean, I just thought of this. I mean, one thing you you, you talked about, like entrepreneur, apostolic guys, man, I never realized what we were doing because we're just doing it, you know, like an Erica guy here, Eric and I got here, you know, our family arrived and we just started doing things, you know, well, we started taking on all these responsibilities. We were doing anything and everything, you know, like from permits to preaching to children's ministry to uh, policies and all these different things, man. And and you can think like in the beginning, like, oh, I'm doing a really good job. I'm working super hard. Well, ultimately, that will lead to burnout. But the other thing is you're creating a problem for your church plant that you're going to have to come back on the other side and fix. And that is everybody's going to look to you as the expert. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't, quit it, you know, people are like, oh, man, that guy's such a hard worker. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it, man. But and you might feel good, but work might be your idol. And then uh, on the on the backside of it, you're a year two, three years down the road and you're still doing some of those same things. You never handed stuff off. So you got to be careful with that in the beginning too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, on the, the, the other side of that spectrum, I think some guys, it can be equally tempting um, to be lazy and to waste lots of time because you don't have somebody who is asking you, what time did you clock into work today? Uh, what did yeah. you do with your time? You know, like yeah. nobody's direct. I mean, you should have people holding you accountable, but most of the time you're not going to have, you know, like people checking in on you to see how productive you were today. And so, you know, people aren't going to know if you just, you know, maybe you sat in your office, but you worked on your fantasy football team for the past two and a half hours instead of, (laughs) you know, like getting stuff done. I'm not, not, not that I ever did that before. I was just an example I thought of in my mind. I've never done that. I've never had a bad day and watch Netflix for 12 hours. (laughs) No, absolutely Um, not. So, but 
I mean, it, you know, we can get lost in, you know, like scrolling through social media and we can yeah. be super unproductive with our time and actually make, we can feel like we're working 90 hours, but really we worked like 40 hours and we played for 50 hours, you know? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of that, man. I think there's a lot of that going on today and it's so easy. It's just so easy in, in, in our culture that we live in, you know, it's like we live in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So all kinds of different social media. Somebody's talking about some new social media thing coming up, and I never even heard of it before. And YouTube, and like, there's just so many time wasters, and those things just they just, you know, they're 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 definitely enemies of productivity if you don't structure and set up your days and your life in a way that works well with that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, Matt, let me ask because one thing that might be helpful to our listeners is just to hear some examples from. Yeah, and I'll let me preface this by saying that Matt and I do not have perfect examples, but I mean, we're better than when we started off uh, at this stuff than, uh, you know, we were five years ago, you know, eight years ago. So Matt, why don't you kind of maybe talk about your schedule and how you structure your week? Yeah. So one of the most important things that we've ever done, um, we might talk about a little bit later, but we've created a Sabbath. So Monday is our day off. And so throughout, I, I say that because Sunday self-explanatory. I mean, that's church. We're busy doing those things. But typically on Tuesday through Saturday, I have a pretty tight routine. And so I'm a, I'm a pretty early riser. We go to bed pretty early. We have young kids. So our oldest kids are in bed uh, by nine. Eric and I spend a little bit of time together between nine and 10, um, whether that's doing a devotion, praying, wrapping up the day, planning for the next day. And then we're usually in the bed by 10 o'clock. Um, if it's been a long day, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed with the girls and I'm in bed by eight o'clock. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty early risers naturally because of our kids. And so I get up pretty early, um, spend time with the Lord. Uh, and then we have family worship time at eight o'clock. And so by the time all the kids have gotten up, so I, I usually like to have a good 90 minutes to two hours just to myself and in that time, I'll, I'll spend time with the Lord. I might go to the gym if I get up. Like the other day, Cadence came into our room. Our four-year-old came into our room like at 4 a.m. And, um, and you know, I, I tried to go back to bed till my alarm went off, tried to go back to bed, and I didn't. So I just got up like at whatever, four or something, and went to the gym. Um, so I, I'll spend some time with the Lord. Eight o'clock is our family worship time. If you're wondering what that looks like, it's – we're, we're, we're not bringing in any bands or anything. It's a, it's a simple uh, Bible plan that we go through as a family. It usually takes anywhere between 15 at the max, 30 minutes. We pray, uh, the kids get into breakfast, and then we homeschool. And when I say we, I mean my wife. And um, I'm the principal. I spank them when they need to be spanked. But, uh, but they get into their homeschool day. I come out to my office, and I start my work day. If I have meetings – I've tried to move a lot of my in-person meetings to uh, virtual meetings. I've, I have found that extremely helpful because in a place like Toronto, that cuts down on commuting time. And I'm sure it'll be the same with you in D.C. Um, I'm usually trying to wrap up my day between anywhere between five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I spend time with my family. We eat dinner. I try really hard for us to eat dinner together. It doesn't always happen. It didn't happen yesterday because I got caught in meetings late and I got caught in traffic. So I didn't get home until close to six yesterday. So they ate without me. But we typically try to eat together as a family. And then between like uh, 6.30 and, you know, before they go to bed, we'll play a game. We'll watch a movie. 
we'll read books we'll just hang out basically it's family time mm. um saturday is right now i'm a part of a core team with one of our church plants so saturday we have a couple hours for core team meeting but it's typically the same schedule of course now i gotta watch oklahoma so i watch college football on saturdays too that's a that's a gift from above yeah, college football is always yes. is always fun. It's true. Yes. It's true. And then and then the only day I don't get up early is on Mondays. I so I am pretty regim, uh, regimented in my in my schedule with sleep. I I I found that super helpful for me. Mm. Um but on on Sunday nights, I don't care. Like if I want to stay up till, you know, 11, you know, 11:30 midnight, I will. I'll watch a movie, I'll watch Netflix. It's my time just to, you know, and, and then sometimes I'm tired and I'll go to bed at nine like normal. So mm-hmm. it's just a day where I allow myself just some freedom not to break out of the regimen. And then I sleep in on Mondays. And so sleeping in to me is typically between like seven and eight. Yep. Um, and then I get up and Monday's my off day. It is, it is literally after I spend – and I don't schedule a quiet time on Mondays. And, and I have my quiet time on Mondays. It's just whenever, whenever I get to it. I don't rush to it. So if we have fan worship at eight, I might get to my quiet time at 10. It doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. as long as I do it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Monday is just to do what my bride and my kids want to do, basically. Yeah. Okay. What do you do about, um, like, I, I know uh, one of the, the things that's been a challenge for me and that I think a lot of church planners have is that so many times our people are only available in the evenings, right? Or we've yeah. got small groups scheduled in the evenings or there's elders meetings scheduled in the evenings and those can... Whoa, that was a loud breath that you just took. So, oh, I got my mic turned up really loud. I'll turn it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're asking me this again. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It was just, it was just funny. Um, so, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, there's always yeah, it can pile sure. up so fast, and all of a sudden you can look up and like, you know, you want to have family time in the evenings, but like three or four nights during the week, you've got something scheduled for 6:30 p.m. Yeah. So, like, what do you do about that? I think every, just like our lives, every church has seasons. And um, so in the beginning of church plants, when we started Fellowship Pickering, for example, uh, I was the primary guy. I was the only guy, (laughs) primary guy, the only guy, and Erica. And so we, I would have family time in the afternoons. So we would, we'd go to the park or something like that. And then, you know, Erica was very understanding to know, like I was going to, I was most nights I was going to be out of the house mm-hmm. uh, two to three nights out of the week. I was going to be at the house. Uh, it was important for me in the beginning to meet with men and businessmen, business owners, men that commute into Toronto. And so I worked around their schedules. So I would be in meetings a lot of times from like seven, you know, to eight thirty or nine. But also one thing that we did was to be more, cause it was really important for, for me that Eric and I was really doing this together mm-hmm. and it was obviously important for her too. And so we would have people in our home a lot in yeah. the evening mm-hmm. and that, that was just so powerful, man, because it was also able to show them like, man, we're, we're just like you, like our kids need disciplined. Our kids talk back. They, you know, so, <laughs> I remember sometimes Eric and I get in arguments, you know, um, it's just part of life and it's part of being a family. And, so that's kind of how we worked around some of that. We still have some of that. I mean, we're doing like an alpha group out and with our newest church plant on Sunday evenings uh, in the fall. And that's going to be a couple of hours, mm-hmm. you know, that we go out there. And so life groups, stuff like that, you have those kinds of things. Yeah. And um, 
but I'm typically, I'm typically not out of the house in the evenings. I try really hard not to schedule stuff in the evenings now, mm-hmm. but we're in a different season of our church. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think we're, you know, for us, we're, um, man, we have like a very, we have a, we're just kind of in a, a unique you know, position where we've got a lot going on, but we're also like at the launch phase of our church right now, but we've got like, you know, a lot of people and we've got a staff. And so there's a lot happening. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of people to meet with a lot of people that want to meet with me. And so it's like, you know, (laughs) there's, there's constantly something that you could put on the schedule. Yeah. That's one of the things that we, we try to do. And it's actually one of the things I've, uh, I've been really impressed with about our people. Uh, is it like, it's not just us inviting people in our home, like our entire core team, like I'll, I'll look up and they'll be like, I'll, you know, ask him, what are you doing? Oh, we invited this couple over to who visited last Sunday for dinner at our house this week. I'm like, that's so yeah. cool. Like, I love seeing our people doing that, like inviting people into Absolutely. their homes. Um, yeah. But, you know, like there's, you know, we're, we're at that season right now where, uh, you know, I've got elders who have full time jobs. And so elders meetings are going to start at 8 p.m. on Sunday nights and they're probably going to run past right. 10. And like I turn, in, I usually typically turn into a pumpkin at like nine or nine 30. And so that's stretching it for me because yeah. now I'm like, it's hard for me to wake up on time the next morning and be productive. And I think it's important to Jerry for, for everybody listening to understand, like you got to figure out your context and you got to figure out what works best for you. Mm. I mean, I've worked with some church planners, man. They just cannot get up in the mornings. And so instead of trying to make a planner feel like, you know, he's, you know, no good. I mean, okay, like get up at, get up at nine, get up at whatever time you get up. But, you know, can can you be productive in the, that season? I do think it's good um, to to get into rhythms where you can force yourself and discipline yourself to get up in the mornings. Mm -hmm. But like, can you, you know, can you uh, be productive in that time period? Do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's different. If, you know, if somebody says like, man, I, I'm done like at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, you know, do your best not to schedule times, not just because, not just because it's not good for you personally, but also are you able to mentally give your best yeah. at that time of the day? Mm-hmm. Like, are you able, are you really alive? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you might be awake, but are you really alive? Yep. And I mean, that's the thing too. And, and, and there's always the, you know, like, uh, you know this cause you, you've been a part of the fellowships, but you know, we're trying to work out like rhythms. Like how can we get like, as this network grows, how can we get all these leaders in the same room? And we're doing a, we're going to start doing virtual calls like at 6am mm-hmm. uh, once a month. We're going to do like a six to eight kind of thing. And, um, it's so we can get our elders and, and, and guys and like Mike the, and Chris and stuff from, yeah. yeah, yeah and, and, yeah. And, and, and others, you know, and, and get those guys. I mean, we have guys who are personal trainers. We have guys who are school teachers. We have guys who are engineers and they go to work. And so they're not going to be able to get to an afternoon meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, and, um, so getting creative, you know, but like, yeah, you have, sometimes you have to go get out of what is your preference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that actually my wife, uh, Jen and I were talking about yesterday is as I've been, um, you know, learning how, okay, how can I adjust in this season of life and be productive yeah. and not burn myself out? Because what I'm, 
right now what I'm tending towards is stress and anxiety and I'm the one that will overwork and, um, not, I'm not good at like the, the, the ministry life balance, uh, stuff. Yeah. It's something that I'm still working on. Um, but I've, I'm thinking, you know, because I'm noticing that I've had, I'm having quite a few late nights during the week and I know yeah. they're scheduled late nights that I'm going to start uh, going to work later, uh, on those days. So yeah. like my, so family time is going to be up until lunchtime on those days. If I know I'm going to be up until 10, 10 30 PM in meetings, then I'm not going to start work until noon. Um, and so I'll, you know, get to sleep a little bit later and I'll spend some time with my wife and I'll go to the gym and work out, have a quiet time. Um, but you know, like I've got it, you've got to have that time and you can't just, you know, get up and go to work at 9am and work till 10 30 or 11, or you're going to be done. You're not going to have anything That's in the right. tank. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what everybody needs to understand and, and just listen to is that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we think like, Oh man, if I, if I don't get up at, you know, we read the reform, we read the reformers, you know, and it's like, I'm going to go into Puritan mode, man. And I'm going to be up at 3 a.m. with my candle reading the King James. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, I mean, how, I don't know, maybe you're that guy. I mean, like, but how realistic is that for a, a rhythm? I mean, we're, we're running marathons in this life. Mm. We're not running a hundred meter dash. And anybody can do anything for, you know, 90 days or 30 days or whatever. We're talking about lifestyle, mm-hmm. developing good rhythms to structure your weekly schedule that fits you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I love these kinds of uh, episodes, but the danger also in doing these kinds of episodes is people are like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it like Matt or I'm going to do it like Jared. Or I'm mm-hmm. going to do it like this guy or that guy. And you really got to just find what fits you, yep. you know? Yeah, you really do. Well, that's and that's a good word. So like, I think what might be helpful to kind of like as we, you know, go to the last part of this uh, uh, conversation is like, what are some good principles that aren't necessarily like, here's the blueprint to follow, but here's some good guiding principles that can apply across the board to everybody. And then you can kind of shape it and mold it. So like uh, just helpful things that maybe we've learned along, along the way about structuring our week. I think that the first thing is something you've already mentioned is that you've got to diligently, you've got to set and then diligently guard a Sabbath day. Um, I just, I, it's so, so, so important. Number one, it's a biblical command. Like that didn't just go away, you know, like it's still important. We should still do it. Like it, it's honoring to God. Um, and I think that it is good for your soul. It's good for your mind and it's going to be good for your family. Uh, your wife, your wife will be very grateful. Uh, I know my wife, uh, uh, she really, really like, uh, gets she gets upset if i if i neglect that you know and rightfully so i think too like under guys understanding you know like what a sabbath is like going back to the biblical definition and like looking at what a sabbath is it's a time of rest you know i mean like sundays you know if if you are if you and everybody's at different levels you know like if 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 you're leading a church and stuff like that um, you're, you're probably up early you're praying you're getting ready and then you have your entire so you're working maybe, and then like after your sermon though, you go home, you have like your entire day just mm-hmm. to rest. You have your entire day. Like I, I think like in this culture or in this context, <laughs> what's <laughs> we up? Got inter- what's up, Cadence? What's up, Cadence? Hi, you're. Hey, Cadence. Hey, Cadence is making a debut on our. Uh, let me see here. All right. He's, he's making our debut here on our episode. I like this one. Okay. <laughs> That's pickle the dinosaur. Pickle okay. the dinosaur. All right. Nice. You go take those to mama. 
and close my door. <laughs> She's probably downstairs teaching the kids. Okay, go look for her. <laughs> a great example of church planning life, right? Great example of church planning life. Absolutely. I love it. I love Part it. of the schedule. That's... Isn't that funny? We we planned that today. We yeah, planned that. We didn't. But... There, there's no planning with cadence, I guarantee you. Oh no. Um you know, but um what were we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Sabbath. Uh, you know, the Sabbath. I know, like, I think we also, in our culture, there is a lot of downtime. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, idle time, especially if you work from home or if you work. And so I think we have to reevaluate. I think we live in a culture that always says, you know, like, you need you time, me time. I need my me time. I need my... 13 hours of Netflix time or whatever it might be. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill, bruh. I I hate that phrase. Yeah. And it's just like, do you like, is that biblical? Like we have to get back to understanding what a biblical Sabbath is and Mm -hmm. what a biblical rest is. Mm -hmm. And we can do a whole episode of that, but, but I don't think it means you need, you know, a 24 hour period where you just sit there and, um, you know, don't do a thing. I mean, I think it means to rest and in, have a holy in, rest. In Jesus. It means yes. resting in Jesus and, and seeking his face. That's yeah. It's designed yeah. to like like set aside everything else so that you can focus on and worship God and meditate right. on his word. Like that's the point of a yeah. Sabbath. So Absolutely. Uh, um so Keep keep a Sabbath. Another thing, um, just practical thing, is if you don't, even if you don't have an office, you should have a place where you can go, where you can kind of switch into work mode. Um, yeah. I found, at least for me, that it's difficult to focus if I don't have a place like that. Uh, yeah. So it could be a coffee shop. It could be like even a specific place in the house that you go to. Like maybe you set up a little workstation in your house in a in a place where you can kind of close the door and have some privacy. Um, yeah. It could be like maybe you think about renting out one of those shared office spaces if. You're in the city, you know, like yeah, a, yeah. like a make office or, or something like that. Uh, or I mean, like maybe there's a maybe you're maybe you're like close to your sending church or a church that partners with you, and you could even ask them if they just have a, a space where you could work there during the week, you know. Um, yeah, so there's there's all kinds of different options, but you've got to have like a designated place where you can go and feel like it's a place where you can focus and, and concentrate yeah, on your most work. Most definitely, for sure. So, um, and also. I, th- I think it's it's good since as church planters we should be like out in the community. So I, I think it's helpful to have a place where you're getting out of your house and uh, because you know when you get out of the house and you go you know work out in public somewhere, um, you're gonna ha- it's gonna be more likely you're gonna run into people that you can have gospel conversations with, yeah. you got to build relationships, um, and I mean it's even for church planters, it's easy for us to kind of drift into that mode where we start to hide behind our books, uh, so to speak, you know, and you know, the easy thing to do is spend 25 to 30 hours a week in sermon prep. But is that really what God's calling us to do with our time as missionaries? Um, or is maybe, is there a better distribution of time, uh, that we could be having? So, um, and then last thing, uh, would be a, uh, just, just some tools, uh, technologically that we've got that can uh, help us keep track of our to-do list and our calendars. So for me, I use Google calendars. I feel like you've got to have a good calendaring system that can um, that can keep track of your schedule. Uh, and then I use Trello, which is kind of like a, 
a way to uh, organize uh, to-do lists and you can, you know, uh, basically customize to-do lists into different categories and it helps you, you know, you can even share your lists amongst other people if you have a staff or a team. Uh, and so it's just a really helpful way of keeping in front of you what needs to be done. You could put uh, reminders on things, you can put timestamps on things, um, uh, and alarms, you can set alarms. Um, so, uh, I would encourage our listeners, if you don't have a tool like that, that's helping you keep track of stuff. Like if you're like to do list is like your notes on your iPhone, you know, like little notes app, like <laughs> your life may get chaotic if that's all you use. So, yeah, yeah. I, I say amen to all that stuff, man. It's important. You got to know how you're structuring your, your, your time and your week. And, and I would even say this, like, it's good to have that stuff because you can go back and you can track it and you can look at what you're doing with your time, especially if you wear multiple hats and stuff like you, things will slip through the cracks if you're not detailed and if you're not, if you're not scheduled and if you don't have people helping you, I think that's something that I would just encourage everybody listening to. And you might, you might be listening to this and say like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just now planning. Like I don't have an, an assistant or a team or whatever it might be, but you would be shocked at if you had some partnering churches, you would be shocked if you sent out an email or something like that asking for somebody to donate or volunteer some some administrative time to you and helping you uh, manage your calendar and and all that and keeping you accountable and stuff like that. You somebody would help you. I almost guarantee it. Yep, definitely, definitely. Well, man, uh, it's been been a good productive conversation. I think. Yeah. Uh, you see what I did sure. there? Productive. It's been a productive. Product- Productive. I think this was a pretty productive 35 minutes of our time. And hopefully it was a productive 35 minutes of our planter's time. Hopefully, and we even scheduled it. Hopefully you have not been listening to this episode and not focusing on work during your work hours. But if you have, that's okay. If you're going to waste time... <laughs> Well, this is no, this is not a waste of time. If you're going to not, if you're going to, yeah, I mean, if you're going to like not work during work hours, then you should do that listening to In the Trenches episodes, which by the way, you can find plenty more of at www.getinthetrenches.com. I mean, we can keep you preoccupied for hours and hours and hours. There's like close to 70 episodes of content on there uh, with every kind of topic under the sun. So if you want to entertain yourself on your Sabbath day, uh, after you have spent time with the Lord, then you should go to inthetrenches.com. Get in the trenches.com find other episodes on there uh we uh, appreciate you guys listening to in the trenches and hey if you haven't subscribed to this podcast uh whether you're listening on uh uh itunes or google play or stitcher uh or spotify uh, make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review because that can actually help uh, increase the visibility of the podcast so that when church planters search for church planting podcasts they don't find the bad ones they find good ones like in the trenches and so so if you think this is a good podcast, then uh, help us help us out by going and leaving us a review. Five star ratings only, please, on the reviews. Yeah, only five stars. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of In the Trenches. We'll be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. Yeah.